3: You're listening to Real
0: Life, a podcast from the Nation Network.
3: I got fifty! I got fifty for day! Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries, and boys do we need to find products from Hansen to get
0: through this podcast. Today. Do they sell wood grain alcoholic and pour directly into my eyes so that I can't see this tire fire
3: that's happening? It reminds me of that uh, that episode of The Simpsons where Barney wins a lifetime supply of duff. Ah, yeah. Just hook it straight to my veins. Yeah, mainline it for me. That's what we need.
0: So speaking of drinks, last week. With Continuing with the tradition of always drinking delicious drinks every show, you got yourself a Gronk juice last week, Bag Milk.
3: Gronk juice. And how did that go down?
0: Smooth? Like bright pink fury.
3: Ah. I was sitting there in my bed.
0: Nice. One Old o'clock. lady beside you, wink.
3: Snoring away. Ah. 1 a.m., and I'm staring at the ceiling, like... Yeah. It's like I just woke up. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This Why is how can't the Gronk feels every minute of every day. And then when it clicks in that you've already, you've been on the Gronk. Yeah. You're on the Gronk. Did you guys I happen? Know. I know there's a lot to get to, but Gronk was asked about his touchdown c- celebration the other day. Yeah. And he admitted the coach yelled at them for talking about touchdown celebrations. For real. Like, you can have them, but he just, he was asked about, it, he's like, uh, Coach yelled at us last week for talking about touchdown celebrations. So.
0: And bag milk full of Gronk juice. Do you feel like like a, like a disturbance in the force when your leader talks now? You're like, oh, Gronk, what
3: is to occur? I thought I could feel my ears burning. Mm-hmm. When Gronk speaks, I listen. That's I right. could feel my pee actually burn drinking the Gronk drink. It was wild. A 2% like, syphilis, I heard. Man. Yeah. You didn't have any of that on the PP islands, did you, <laughs> <laughs> Syphilis? Syphilis? Oh, oh. We <laughs> wish we had syphilis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, uh Maj, you had the Bob Marley mellow last yeah.
3: week. Yeah. Fine drink. How I you- I actually needed it. I was pretty high strung last week really? and that actually and relaxed me, me. It was like it's very rarely do you like, drink a carbonated drink and it doesn't fire you up, right? Something about opening that can. Oh, yeah. It just, like, <laughs> mentally. A can I'm, whoop ass. Yeah, I'm getting jacked. And then yeah. I was like, this is actually kind of nice. So did mellow you out? out? kind of did, actually. Maybe you mix the Gronk juice and the Bob Marley juice. Mm-hmm. And then you got kind of like some hillbilly right speedball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like
0: how I'll just take an elephant tranquilizer and then mm-hmm. pure PCP just to even out to be able to go and do my taxes. You just got to find that balance. You got to you know? find like Mr. Pinchy in the, in the thing. Ah, really? a little salt. More, yeah. Salt, yeah, salt yeah, water. Salt water. Easy
3: uh, we have a lot to get to on Hold on. Before that, though, yes. I want to talk about what you're
0: drinking now because oh, this is yes. what podcasts okay. are about. Bullshit. I've been doing some research. <laughs> I've been starting to learn about it more. One of you is a French vanilla. Mm-hmm. I'm a French vanilla man. And one of you is a hot chocolate.
3: Yeah? Wow. How did I, you, just, I just grabbed this. I, I you couldn't look more, at the hieroglyphics I on the top of the I Tim Horton's, Hortons cup and you're like, oh, that's a fiddly dee It looks like the symbol for pie on the yeah. top of this cup, looks <laughs> be perfectly honest.
0: I thought they were both hot chocolates. I went to the Mensa Tim Hortons on the way in and I was like, just give me
3: a pie. I haven't had it, a French vanilla in a while. I'm enjoying it. Pretty good. Really? Yeah. It seems like the hot chocolate and the French vanilla is the go-to hot drink that you, if you don't know what people like, okay? Hey? Mm. like tea. Sometimes it's hit or miss, but if you're going to Tim Hortons, like. Yeah, for miss on a hot chocolate. I like to go,
0: there's a little little story for you guys, a little cooking tip from your old pal Wanya, and get a bottle of Bailey's. Mm. And then I wheel up to Tim Hortons and say, hit me with an extra large cup, but a large sized ah, yes. coffee. And they go, why would you like that, sir? And I say, you just mind your biz and don't even worry about why I want that. And then I wheel off with my Bailey's, drinking it at home, perfectly legal, EPS if you're listening. I know I have a court date coming up <laughs> on Valentine's. This is not Exhibit C in my trial. We we're get, not, we're you're not getting...
3: the only one at HQ with a court date coming up. Who else is going oh. a court date? Young Cam. Young Coom is oh, going to court. Coombe, what'd
0: you do? Public no. nudity?
3: Mm, mm, yep. hmm No, Fox Drive is not his friend. One Is
0: he fighting it? Blessed
3: day. I don't know actually. He's gonna be in Toronto, so that's gonna
0: So hold on, you just got a ticket or you got a court date? Both. He was going so fast he got a court date? In a bus lane. Ooh. In a bus lane. And he's gonna to go to Toronto instead of going to court?
3: Uh that was his plan right now. Millennials though, you know. Coombe. Not how lock, it works. Lock it up, Coom.
0: Failure to appear? Is that what it is? It is. Failure to appear. And he then you're a, in the system. He needs a proxy. I'll go on his behalf. I'll be like, I've been in and out of this court for the last six <laughs> months. This revolving door. High recidivism. <laughs>
3: you're going to be like Stringer Bell sitting in the back of Edmonton courts. So I had a comment on uh, Bailey's I was going to make, but I didn't know Coombe was going to court, so I feel like I shouldn't even say that. You know what? I was jacked up on Bailey's during the last Oilers matinee, too. Okay, well, I will just say this real little <laughs> What are you going to say? Okay, like, what? We're, we're to, like, the point in the year when, like, it's socially acceptable to have Bailey's in your coffee at work. And it's every, always acceptable yeah, well, no, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Yes, yeah. but yeah. it is a thing where, like, the week leading up to Christmas, everyone's in a great mood. And then the second you put Baileys in your coffee on December 26th, yeah. people are like, you have a problem, man? you want to talk about something? <laughs> no, there's plenty
0: of ways around this, match. Number one, you buy a bunch of Christmas-themed Baileys. Mm-hmm. And then if everyone's like, what's up with that? You're like, oh, I got it for Christmas. They're like, oh, Madge isn't that bad of an alcoholic. He's just getting rid of his Christmas gift <laughs> in June. <Okay. laughs> Little do they realize you're rocking a full case of them okay. shits and nobody knows nothing. Or you say, it's my ear medicine and I can't tell you anything more about it. And then when they aren't looking, you pour it
3: in That's you. very old school. Yeah. I like it. Dad's yeah. cough syrup? Yep. Yeah. That's, I like that Remember how
0: Simpsons? Predicted lean. I was looking the other day at like things shows predicted. <laughs> Remember the flaming Homer?
3: Oh, yes, yeah. I do. That's yeah, effectively yeah, yeah. lean. Really?
0: Well, you took cr- cr- crusty brown costume. Mm-hmm. I'll get a few K's out there. And you pour it in with Sprite, and then you lit it on fire, and that's what everybody got messed up on in the really? show. Yeah, you never well, seen? Oh, of I've of seen that so but I, I'm
3: like, it's lean. It's just actually... lit on fire. Lean. What's lean though?
0: Lean is cough syrup, promethazine cough syrup, and Sprite. Really? What's Lean? I'm sorry. You man. put me on to Uncle Spliff or whatever that was last week. What Was Cousins, his name? Cousin Stiz, cousin Skeevy? and you don't know what Lean is? No, I'm
3: sorry. Bring some in next week. You
0: don't know what Lean can is? Can you bring magic. some in next week? No, I don't bring in promethazine
3: cough syrup. What am I? Can Can Coom bring some <laughs> yeah, in? Before Coom yeah. sounds like <laughs> he's, he he on, the he's, he's on the He's on the edge of the oh. system. He could bring. So the Simpsons invented a drug? Is what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Well, it was like this thing. It was about like things that. Animated shows had predicted. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing on Family Guy where they're talking about how, um, Chris, no, not Chris Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner was about to come to be. And they're like, oh, look at Bruce Jenner. I can't believe that, blah, blah, blah. And then they predicted that Stu predicted she was going to become a woman. Really? Hmm. Six years before it happened. Good for you. This uh, was a rabbit hole people were like, oh, Wanye, can you do something <laughs> with regards to the Excel spreadsheet? And I'm like, certainly. Just give me four hours. And next thing I know, I'm looking at a BuzzFeed list of things the cartoons predicted.
3: You guys are, I'm guilty of that where I'll see like, blank website I've never heard of 15 things you'll never believe about so and so and 14 you just may and yeah. I don't even read like I don't know about the show but I'll read every single Oh, one you gotta click list.
0: them it's like the old archive pics or whatever it is on oh, Twitter yeah. you're saying like what could 16 hold yeah. what could 17 hold meanwhile they're just loading ad after ad whoever owns that is <laughs>
3: well to do Simpsons did predict a lot of stuff, but I do love that flaming Mo episode. Here's a trivia question for you, boys. Go on. What does Mo bribe Aerosmith to play at the bar? He says, "Come on, guys, I'll give you a blank if you play." Oh, I can remember the episode, but I can't remember what he asked them to play. Is that the one where they're like, "We had seventeen thousand people in here last night"? Yes, but what does Mo, what does Mo bribe them with? Ah. Uh. Should I give you the answer now at the end of the pod. Oh, we can oh, then stay. Oh,
4: yeah, we'll we'll, we'll end, stay tuned in. Has, end of has the to be pod. At the end of the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Of oh the pod. man, look <laughs> at that.
3: Uh, we have a lot to get to. There is a rivalry in town that is East Coast West Coast bad boy versus death row levels. <laughs> you know that, but you don't know lean. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> go on. And actually, yeah. I was just watching like a Tupac like conspiracy theory yeah. doc the other day on. uh oh, yeah. on Much Music. We could yeah, talk about good. that. On uh, Much. Yeah, Much is now a weird channel because it like, is Comedy Central. They setting. play a lot of friends, too. That's weird. South Park.
0: Simpsons. It is weird. And then I saw a photo. that. Remember the building that had, like, Speaker's Corner and Electric Circus, which I really wanted to go on, but that's not for today. Or it could be. Who knows? The whole building's empty. Really? The whole building's empty. Because when they bought Chum, they, like, consolidated and consolidated. And now everyone works in Sky Dome or some shit. Oh. And that building with the Speaker's Corner, it's all dark. That's kind of sad. Kind I of know. like our hearts.
3: That's yeah. kind of sad. That'll be a, That'll be a coffee shop very soon, I imagine.
0: Speaker's Corner was like original Twitter. Like, you'd be like, look at some fool
3: like me has an opinion on a topic. And then you'd just watch. And yeah. They'd... I remember seeing myself on it. I had opinions about the Oilers. Hold moving. on. What? You yeah, were yeah, on yeah. Speaker's Corner in oh, Toronto? Yeah. No, remember they had one oh, uh, right here. By like, the movie theater in the mall, right? Yeah, yeah. Right near they, in West Ed. They had one at West Edmonton Mall. And I was on TV about not oh. wanting the Oilers to leave. And what was that, like 97? Like the, the SOS yeah. times? Oh,
0: Really? Yeah. Good yeah. for you.
3: Oh, look, see, we were still us before the internet brought us yeah. together. Like, well, I was on Speaker's Corner. I was yelling at people at a bus stop. There, There's stories about how in like at the chum Christmas party, Jay Onright actually tells a good story on the Jay and Dan podcast, how at the Christmas party, they would show the outtakes from Speaker's Corner. So just imagine the things people would do and say oh, at like three Free in for <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's pretty much what. And really? they would show that at the Christmas party. Oh, yeah. There is no way you could get away with that now. Someone would be fired. Everyone would be fired probably. But yeah, that's apparently what happened at the old Toronto Christmas party. Man, I remember phoning Much Music in grade wow. eight. Here's a good story for you, Bagmail. Quite. I'm ready. So, so like, when, what, like when? When would grade eight be? 1996 five Duncan. somewhere in so there, mid
0: 90s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like,
3: America's just loving Bill Clinton. Yeah. Jeans were at their baggiest
0: and you know cool. Uh, what else did we do in those days? Let's see, baggy jeans.
3: Oh, you wearing Junkos? Were you on them Junkos? What's that about? Those jeans that were like, they could fit over your shoe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, Maj, uh, don't take any of this the wrong way. I had a leather uh, pendant that said, One Love. Oh, and there you go. The African continent. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. And wow. there were like two black people at my school and they're both like, Word. And kept walking. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what equality looks like. Uh, but I was on student council as all the cool guys were. And I remember like, Young one, sitting down and looking at the books, and we we needed to get our revenues up by thunder, and there was only 99 people in my junior high, so my first brainwave was, let's invite other schools to our school for a dance, and then we can meet all the babes. And so this was a good idea into junior high uh, uh, student union. And then we're like, well, who are we going to get to come do this dance, though? Because to that point, we had this DJ called Zaz, And Zaz like, kind of knew good tracks. But it wasn't like today where everyone had access to everything. And I was like, I can't roll Zaz out in front of three schools. So I got a Much Music dance oh, party. Oh, good living. And I phoned Much Music. And this was, like, back in the day when you had to call directory assistants because there ain't no Google and nothing. Mm. It was like, how do I phone? Like, I want to talk to Master T. Um, how do I get a hold of Roxy? his talking keyboard. Sure shit, they brought a video dance party out And there was like a video wall And you got to stand on it and see your silhouette And there was like a lineup to go and dance And look at your silhouette And this is before we could even take pictures of shit We just wanted to
3: remember it in our heads What That's was so like good. the number one banger? Like what would be like the number one song the a grade eight wanted played oh, at that dance? Back in
0: those days, it's tough I actually started recreating the hits of my youth But like there was lots of random like CNC music factory uh, And like I, club jams I
3: bet you you guys dropped a little Blackstreet No Diggity
0: uh, That would have been a little bit later, man okay. That was maybe a grade ten 10, you know, some of us are older than other people in here, I would think. I don't know the exact year of No Diggity, although it is, I think, on my landing page of songs I've downloaded recently. It is a good song. Uh, But that was, like, weird era, though. I felt like, um, like, I loved rap from day one. The first CD I ever bought uh, was Rap Tracks 1. I was, like, seven, and I insisted on getting it somehow. My mom was like, you won't like this type of music
3: in six months. And then 48 years later, here we are. You'll like my first CD I ever bought. I think you'll appreciate one, you? Hmm? Doggy Style. Oh, Respect mm. That is a good album Well, That's, that's, a, good,
0: that's a good first album that's, yeah. To me that's like Top three rap albums Of all time So good And that came out Right around the time Rap wasn't popular Right Do you remember how rap Was like oh, kind of yeah. cool And they're like Hammer was there And then Vanilla Eyes And you're like oh, You're really little And then it was Grunge City It was like If you like rap You're a nerd But then Doggy mm. Style came out
3: Grade 8 though was 99 Woodstock 99. What a great album. I was a big Limp Biscuit guy in 99, Mm -hmm. and Significant Other had just come out, Mm -hmm. and I was doing it all for the Nookie, despite not really knowing what doing it for the Nookie (laughs) meant or entailed, or, you know, was it a thing? Was it a place I went to? I don't know. I'm doing it all, though. How many Limp Biscuit songs can you, like, do you still have memorized and, like, ingrained in your mind? Because I was never a huge fan, but I could probably spit a bunch of lines from Roland right now if I thought about it. That album, like... Rolling was on the next one, Chocolate Starfish, and, and the, the hot, hot dog, dog flavored water, flavored, which I nice. also didn't get until I was much older. It was like, oh, yeah. That's but what that. But did. also had My Generation on it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it and did. Break stuff.
0: Yeah, break stuff. Well, Woodstock 99 is probably where you were going with that story.
3: Kind of, yeah. But like from that significant other album, I could probably do, like, I'm thinking of it right now in the top of my head. I can almost do probably a, a, at least a significant portion of Nookie. Um from the first album, like counterfeit was my jam. Mm. Oh, I, I love love it. It. Oh, yeah, it was faith. a cover. It was a cover. Heavy, like, heavy, so, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to tell me that George Michael wrote <laughs> Faith, okay, Madge? So, Jesus. We have a plan in like December and we have nothing to talk about. Bag Milk will just recite Limp Biscuit lyrics like a Leonard Cohen album in the AGP <laughs> room by himself. Now just I know you'll be loving reading. this shit right here. L <laughs> I M P. Biscuit is right here. And That's that'll, right. that'll be the highest downloaded episode.
4: Do you
0: remember ever. when the break stuff was it the break stuff video? It was all mouthed by celebrities? Yeah. Soup, I remember soup just soup being like. like I think so. Yep. And Eminem was in it. Yep. And I remember, first of all, it was a massive Eminem co-sign at the time. But I was just like, Fred Durst can't be stopped. His red
3: backwards hat will dominate the music landscape forever and a day. I looked so hard for one of those red Yankees hats. I could never find one in my size. Really? Mm. That's sad times.
0: I think they're still poking around from place to place. But is being Fred Durst, like, Fred Durst, they got signed to cash money two summers ago. Really? Yeah. And it was to... This is all I know about Cash Money. When everybody else is thinking about, like, what should I get for breakfast? I'm like, what's that? Cash Money side Limp biscuit. Put the day on hold. Uh, they lined up some super lucrative tour of Russia. Really? And made a ton of money off of it. But they put out this one song called Ready to Go with Limp Bizkit featuring Little Wayne. And Fred Durst comes out bragging about how he banged Britney Spears, like, right off the hop. And I was like, damn, Fred, like, you're pretty far removed from pop life. Like, that's not something necessarily to brag about quite as much now as it was yeah. in 1997. Like, still, well yeah. done. But, like,
3: you don't want to wheel out, like, I got the biggest VHS cassette tape collection on the block, bitch. Like, okay. It is also, too, is that just also proof that, Russia is maybe like 10 years behind. Like, did they just get Significant Other? Is that the thing? It's interesting. Like, the landscape
0: of music has really changed, and it's brought a lot of bands that can get nostalgia. Like, if you can generate nostalgia and 10,000 people at a music festival are like, you know, Limp Biscuit plus four Russian punk bands we've never heard of, that's enough reason for me to part with my money. So there's a lot more bands by necessity touring now than before, and guys like Limp Biscuit can get these tours lined up where they just mint
3: coin. I think we need to put together a nation music festival. Oh. With oh. Thin Lizzy playing, the boys are back in town on repeat. <laughs> so every Oiler fan born before 1980 can get their rocks off to that song and just play it on repeat. Do over you and
0: over. remember speaking of music that we have no business seeing because we're way too young? Do you remember the 40? It was the 40th anniversary of the 1982 team, or what the hell was it we had recently in the old?
3: Bar? Oh, the 30th, uh, 80 Oilers, 83. It was it 83? That was then?
0: 2013 that happened?
3: Yeah, whenever they, had, whenever they brought them, will they bring everyone Sweet back all hurray. the time? Sweet Marie,
0: four years has went by. I think I know where you're going with I this. bought that collectible stick. The band they brought up. Cheatin'
3: and Hurtin' was their name. Cheatin' and Hurtin'. That's the final <laughs> Jeopardy
0: question of being an Oilers fan. Uh. And so they bring... It's like, yeah, it's a boys in the bus, we're doing it big, we're, we're bringing the old bands back in. And they literally brought the old yeah. band back in, and they brought the lead singer out of Cheatin' and Hurtin', who in his mind, I mean, he was probably mostly cocaine at this point, but he was just like... It was like they'd called him in off his world tour, and he just was like <laughs> hooked up his boys with a quick cameo. That's
3: how it felt, and I remember I was there, and just the way Kevin Lowe was explaining him, it was like, we saw these guys at the sidetrack every night in 1980. <laughs> yeah. It was... And didn't, like, Messier sing harmony or some <laughs> oh, crazy I, I, shit? I, already been gone by then. But oh, it, man, it was oh, great, though. I was just was... like,
0: I wish I was alive when these guys were in their heyday so I could have done a Jim Jerome, come into town, driving truck, and wheel out of town with everyone's heart. It was
3: a real wow. snapshot into 1984, though. When that Couldn't you just stuff, see? It was. Yeah. I'm like, oh, everything about this makes sense then. Yes.
0: I can imagine that because that guy has never come down. The no.
3: lead singer at Cheating and Hurting, <laughs> he just went, Whoo and Up
0: into the clouds. We need to track that him down. For oh this man, it was amazing. It was like they just pulled him out of a time warp yeah. or something like that.
3: Well, they should also play the nation music festival if need be. And no, we got to get our own cheating and hurting. Like we got to get Chingy <laughs> in or somebody that like <laughs> oh, means I'd something love, to us. I'd love to hear Holiday in. Oh, that was a fine track. It was a good that track. It was a good one.
0: I, I think Chingy really thought he had the world by the tail. And didn't work on, like, customer service and being nice to people. And then the music industry is just like, oh, really, Chingy? Is this how it's going to go?
3: Bye. You go on the Nelly pile. I was at my sister's place, and I was watching the new Fear Factor uh, or promos with my niece. Mm -hmm. And the new Fear Factor features Ludacris as the host. Luda? The Ludiverse? Get back. (laughs) Exactly. Move. My niece goes, did you ever hear that this guy used to be a rapper? What did she just know? With the Fear Factor host, yeah. Oh my god, he was also was yeah. he in Fast and Furious? Didn't he have a yeah. small role in those movies as well? well he was oh, in yeah. Crash too. Remember, and that was like he his was actually venture yes. into
0: dramatic acting.
3: That's when he went by Chris, Chris Bridges, Chris Bridges. Bridges. Yeah, yeah was exactly. Yes.
0: Ludicrous. That's nonsense. Although the pun for ludicrous from Chris is great.
3: I yeah. respect that. I think you have to right.
0: I feel like he cleaned up. Like, Southern Hospitality, Luda had this massive afro and, like, cool videos. And the next thing you know, he's wearing a suit and has diamond earrings on. He's on a red carpet. Like, hello, yes, I am the face of Avon <laughs> yeah. Cosmetics. Like,
3: Luda, what happened to the Luda Yeah, I want to see the midget hanging from your necklace, man. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. You just described me. I used to have long, flowing hair, and then I got yeah. the tap to go to two to six, and I cut my hair right away and started <laughs> yeah. wearing suits. Wow. I'm the perfect example of ludicrous Wait a minute. in Edmonton media. You are right. the Edmonton ludicrous. Did Gregor New York Yankees you? Uh kinda I guess uh, actually yeah he made Did Gregor tell shape. you no. to cut your hair? No, he didn't know. <laughs> No, he didn't know. No. <laughs> what what made you cut it? I was, it was just getting to a point where it was long enough. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a cut, but I've already put in like a year and a half of this. So I oh, yeah. might as well get, like, I cut it for charity and stuff. So I might as well. Oh, that's nice. I have a
0: reason to do it. So, and you're not in the media. Like, if you're it, quiz for self, am I in the media? When you cut your cha- hair, do people raise money for mm-hmm. charity? Yes. Yeah, normal people. That's normal yeah. folk.
3: It was pretty ridiculous, though. So
0: See, was, I knew you as the guy with the giant hair. So I remember one time running into you at OTR was like, who is this mm-hmm. spectacled gentleman speaking to me without a giant mess of hair? Like, you were unrecognizable. Recognizable to the casual observer.
3: It worked. It I was unrecognizable to everyone. The first day I got it cut, I walked in, the receptionist didn't <laughs> let me in. Really? She actually didn't let me in. So I had like, a hat on. It's like, can I help you with something? Like, I work here. She's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we didn't know each other yet, but I remember I was waiting in the LRT station at Rexall Place. And I was waiting for my brother-in-law to show up because he had the tickets. And then I just saw you floating through the crowd. Just the hair yeah. just going through. It was amazing. It was like the Prince basketball scene on Chappelle's show. Just yes, floating with that exactly.
0: Hair. Amazing. Do you find that you like lost your mojo when you cut your hair? No. You had less mojo?
3: No, I had the same amount. It was nice to get rid of it.
0: So you're not a product of your hair?
3: No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm more than my hair. That's the name of my biography. More than my hair. More than my hair. With (laughs) a forward by Wanye. My my forward,
0: will yeah, to my book. My book's called All My Devices Are Dead, (laughs) and Sorry It Took So Long to Get Back to You. That'll be the name of my fucking podcast. That's
3: not bad. We've already driven this podcast off the rails. You know what?
0: I think it's nice. We're not talking about the elephant in the KGB room. Yes. And we're having fond remembrances of unrelated things, and that could be what being an artist fan is about at November 26th, 2017.
3: But now we have to get into the meat and the potatoes, what's going on. So take a quick time out, Real Life Podcast. Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries.
4: The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by SumoJerky.com, which I thought was a stupid business at first, until I got into it. Let me just explain it. It's basically a jerky of the month club, which sounds very, very silly until you start thinking it through. So basically, head over to SumoJerky.com, sign up yourself, or even better, give it as a gift. Now, you're not just getting Sumo Jerky. What Sumo Jerky is, is they source, like, artisan handmade jerky that you would find at a farmer's market on a Saturday morning in Like um, Topeka, Kansas. Like They'll get all these strange jerkies that you've never even thought of or heard of but it's the top quality jerkies in the world. Matter of fact, sumojerky.com has had one of the highest satisfaction ratings of any subscription service on earth since 2014. Think about artisan beef jerky showing up at your house every month. Or even better yet, showing up at your dad's house every month as a gift. You get him a Christmas gift and you sign up and it just shows up every single month. He gets three types of jerky, you head over to sumojerky.com, type in your preferences so you don't get the cilantro jerky and you don't get the pineapple jerky because you got basic taste and you get pepper jerky and teriyaki jerky, but It's from Texas, and it's made with love, and it shows up. If you want that to be part of your life, sumojerky.com is where you need to head.
3: All right, boys, let's get into this (laughs) battle between the MSS and the Uh, bloggers. Uh, It's been a very heated debate over the existence of time in the professional hockey, but it seems like it's been all ramped up over the last little bit. Um, I think the term blogger has been maybe—like, the term blogger used to be a dirty word— but now technically, like, you know what I mean? Like, sites like The Athletic are technically blogs. And people, like, people, like, I know you guys might not feel this way. I like Spec, but he writes for Sportsnet. It's technically a blog. He's not in print anymore. So those lines have been blurred. Either way, if I have to wake up to see one more bloody thread with, like, 87 replies and people going back and forth, I'm going to friggin' snap. So, when did you... Well, you guys have always talked about how the Oilers has been like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> it's more so a lot like Lord of the... Everyone's turning on each other right now. The hill's on fire. Yeah, they well, we don't got... know where the twins are. People no. replying everyone, and the fact that it's 280, it all just looks like gibberish now. It looks like letters written by David Berkowitz, somebody like it's... <laughs> it's I don't even know where to start
0: with I still goes. don't have 280 characters, by the way.
3: Really? How does this happen? How I'm it, so jealous. How does it wheel out? I don't use it, really. No, I, I try not to. How it, does it happen? How do you get them? It just it randomly just appeared. showed up one day. Really? Yeah. Soon you'll go from the like the number countdown to a circle. Yeah. And that's, that's how you I got you a know.
0: fucking Taylor Swift song for no reason on my phone today. Is that really? been discussed song on? Uh, I deleted it immediately. Oh, she u 2 you. I'm on Jake Hill and Gillenhall side. What?
3: She U2'd you. When oh, Did you, you remember that? that? No, because
0: I'll tell you about that. I hadn't updated my phone in a country mile, if it's, even though it's on increments of <laughs> in time. And I didn't get the U2 album. Oh, I was, I wanted the U2 album and didn't get it. But Taylor Swift and her snake ways showed up on my phone this morning. What were we talking about?
3: Uh, Why well, Maggio and his uh, media friends hate us so oh, see, I feel mash, I straddle the line. Mash, I just mash, think there's mash, a lot of unnecessary dick swinging. I think there's room for everyone. Mash, I just think mash, it's. Mash, there's a lot mash, of. mash, mash. When it comes to me, egos. it's less dick swinging, more kind of pointing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of ego. What is there, that? A light switch? There's a lot of confident individuals, but there's a. To go back to the Simpsons, do you remember when Bart went on Conan O'Brien and Conan said, only sit perfectly still, mm. only I may dance? You don't yeah. know lean, there's but you a know lot, that. There's <laughs> a lot of people that say, no, 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 sit perfectly still, only I may comment on the hockey team. Yeah. I think there's a lot of those donkeys. Around. Sure. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot. I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, okay, hold on, because I don't even know who we're mad at here. Are we talking about I'm the- mad at just, well, there's, there's I'm a, mad at everyone. That's to me, there was a couple of things that came out over the weekend. On Saturday, I think it's Saturday, maybe Friday, who cares? Jordan Eberle said that all the media in Edmonton, they're mean, they're mean people, mm-hmm. and well, that's not what he said. He said that- he Basically, the, said it's it can be difficult to play in Edmonton, because the media yeah. is hard. Yeah, and that it affected him, and he had a bad year, and then blah, 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 and then he got demoted, and somebody said this, and somebody said that. All I know is we got a shit ton of pages from you, Jordan- Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: uncaring corporate titan. Yeah. So basically that turned into an MSM versus bloggers thing. Yeah, how, but I don't understand how that happened. Because like how bloggers. did it go
0: from Jordan Eberle being like, you suck, Edmonton Media, and then it turned into so-and-so versus so-and-so, because, and who gives a shit bowl. Because it
3: takes Joe Blow on Twitter with an <laughs> avatar that is an Euler logo, tagging at Sportsnet Spec, at TSN Ryan Rishog, at Edmonton Jack saying, See, you guys are fucking dumbasses running players out of town, <laughs> yeah. asking all these. That's how it starts.
0: Sounds like an MSM talking, doesn't it? It big, starts with some guy with 12 followers. Oh, yeah. That's how it starts. Hey, a guy with 12 followers in many. The funny thing about Twitter is this. A random guy tells you the funniest joke of the day, and your favorite comedian, meanwhile, is tweeting about how they were just getting their oil changed in their car. Okay, So funny people aren't always funny, and normal people sometimes say the most hilarious shit and get retweeted 260 million times. A guy with 12 followers has just as much of a right to an opinion as Jim Matheson or Terry Jones or Dan Barnes or any of these guys. If he's rude to other people with 12 followers, that's
3: not cool, not right. That's where it starts, because the name-calling and the mudslinging starts immediately. No one has regular conversations (laughs) anymore. But I feel like... They've
0: lowered all the MSM into the social media pool, and they think that this is just an Oilers phenomenon. Like, well, Oilers fans are just really shitty. People are shitty, you idiots. Everybody on social media, go and watch, like, who laid off the coach in college football this week?
3: Uh, oh, Tennessee thought about hiring someone, and then they didn't because of the social media backlash.
0: Oh, because of the sex scandal Because what he thing. knew. Right. They
3: said, no, we actually don't want
0: you. Right craziness. I mean, everybody's mean to everybody on social media. This isn't an Oilers-related thing, right? And so to be like, oh, well, the reason why it's hard to play in Edmonton is because people are mean on social media. Fuck, that's every sport
3: every time. I was like, we were talking about this at the office, and I just kind of started Googling um I remember there was a period there where A-Rod was taking shit in New York. His all entire the time. career in New York. So New York? I was like looking through some of the headlines that would go up in the New York Post or whatever and man, that guy took it for a decade. He really so did. for people that are say, "Oh, this is an Edmonton thing." It's not an Edmonton thing. Go to Montreal. Let's look at there was hot dog thing there for what? I mean, we're going on 3 years of talking about hot, hot dogs dog, now. Yeah, well, who's it? Didn't it Phil Steve Kessel Simmons, eat a hot dog? Steve Simmons I think wrote an article about Phil Kessel getting hot dogs uh, yes. every day the same thing and then it was debunked by a blogger nah. um, top, of the, top of the world boys but then it just like majo said it just turns into a pointing at each other from across the room kind of thing mm-hmm. where it doesn't really mean anything and then you got a my favorite was uh when jack michaels came in and said it was like well we've got access and something like and he this. and he ended it what? with i believe he ended it with tko yeah <laughs> what's tko mean technical knockout yeah because of his tweet yeah oh no yeah, he was uh, basically saying bloggers lose because you're not allowed in the room. There's oh, great information Jack. on both sides. I don't want to come oh, out Oh, that, like, Jackery. If that's le- what
0: Jack is short for. I've learned you a
3: lot from touch fuck. <laughs> I've learned a lot from both sides. So I'm not trying to wedge this war in between, because there are there's great information on both sides. Low tide, one of my favorite people in the world. I've learned a ton from reading Low Tide. Oh, no question. And guys like Rashog and Speckley, like, I've learned a lot just from picking their brains. But for whatever reason, it just goes down to I don't agree with you, so I'm going to call you every rude name in the book. That's what I believe it's come down to. Mm -hmm. People can't just agree to disagree anymore.
0: A small vocal
3: number of people. Yeah.
0: Right? Well, it's like if you work for a company's customer service desk, and all you see are complaints all day long. If that's what you look at, then Samsung is garbage because you're only seeing emails about people complaining. You don't see the silent majority. They're like, oh, my phone works great, and my fridge produces ice, or whatever the hell you bought your device for, right? Similarly on Twitter, right? Most people are reasonable people, most people.
3: Yeah, I really oh, don't think so. Okay, well, I think, I think you're looking Twitter, at the
0: complaint desk, right?
3: Yeah, I think Twitter, like, I think we've talked about this on the show. I think Twitter's peaked, man. Dude, I was just going to say, yeah. remember your old pal yeah. saying, we've hit peak social media. Yeah, it's peaked. It's really peaked. I bet you there'd be some jackass in 1988 that said, they should have traded Gretzky, and here's why. And he would have sent out a series of tweets.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> it's interesting to, to, to watch the impact of technology on society, right? Peak blogging years was 2005 through 2008. And at one point, there was more people in the U.S. who lay claim to being a blogger than a bartender. For a really? Minute. It's like the social influencer of its day. You're like, I'm a blogger, I'm a blogger, I'm a blogger, and how are you going to make your money? I don't know. I haven't got to that point in my business plan yet because I've been so busy picking out my font and color scheme for my business plan set, and then, of course, it didn't go anywhere, right? Well, what happened in the middle of those three peak years of blogging? The Oilers Cup run, right? So we got like a disproportionately high number of Oilers blogs because right when blogging was hot shit, the Oilers had their run and everybody piled into the industry, right? So that's one of the reasons why the Oilers blogosphere is so big. Then what happened in 2008, 2009, well, Twitter came out and that's right when we just come off the high of blogging. So bloggers created all their own social media audiences and the way they went, right? There's an interesting re- backstory as to why the Oilers are like so disproportionately represented online. So, in the ten years of having social media, seven years of having social media, what happened to the Oilers?
4: They weren't
3: good.
0: They sat on the floor of the fucking ocean and <laughs> rusted. So, of course, statistically speaking, when you got all the bloggers on board, then you got the influx of everybody onto social media, what were they sopping up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, was, Jesus, the local team sucks. But it's just funny how, like, Jordan Eberly in Long Island can say something like that. I, was, I read it, I was like, what on earth he didn't get a lot of hate. He didn't, man. Trust me. Like, I re—I watched Jordan Everly's career very carefully until last season. I don't think you would have read more than half a dozen even sideways comments about him in the press. He didn't get dissed. He's like the nuge of his era. The nuge didn't catch a lot of shit. Jordan Everly didn't until last year when he didn't show up for the playoffs and copped a lot of heat. I'm sorry. Did you get a lot of heat while you're carrying around your giant fucking PGA checks every two weeks that are being issued to you? People weren't nice to you. Well, that's
3: awful. So what? It, that's kind of the, it's a really wild split in the reaction to the story as well. Cause there's a lot of people that are kind of, Oh, I get it. Maybe we are too mean to these guys. Whereas you got people on the other side of the argument where are like, listen, Fuck you, bro. I'm a welder. I stand outside. It's minus forty. I don't give a shit about your sob story about Mark Spector being mean to you on Sportsnet.
0: I could give fifteen fucks, and it's Jordan Everly, and I was married to him briefly, Maj, in the ceremony where I faked his, his signature. Right? Like, here, here's my issue with all this. I could give ten shits about the mainstream media, and I also could care less about bloggers for that matter. <laughs> I like Oilers fans, right? And Oilers fans get kicked around more than deserved. And I was talking about this with a guy today. They're like. Why do you think Oilers fans are so crazy? Like why are Oilers fans so quick to ire and throw guys out of town? And I was like, "Oh, well, that's actually probably going to take me the rest of my natural life to answer this question, but you got to remember peak Oilers living. 1987, 1988, everything's going to be so amazing. Oh, we got I- the world by the fucking tail. Check it out. We're just building Mill Woods. That's going to be dope, right? We can drive out there and then Gretzky up and leaves. You that's like dad going for cigarettes times 100 trillion and never coming home." So you've already got a fan base with, like, collective neuroses because at the height of Wayne Gretzky's career, he picked up and left. Like, that doesn't happen to a lot of fan bases. That's like the Big Bang of Euler's nonsense universe, right? I don't think that you can have a fan base that's gone through the tortured history that we have. The fact anyone's even paying attention is mind-blowing to me, <laughs> let alone like, oh, you know what's the problem with all the Oilers fans? They watched 10 years of last-place hockey and developed a distaste for the people doing it to them. Of course they did.
3: Yeah, and at but, the end of the day... But who was forcing them to keep watching Oilers hockey, though? Ah, but that's, that's the wrong way to look at but it, it But if, if, you're make, if you're making yourself miserable by watching something, won't 10 out of 10 people tell you to stop watching that? What the fuck have you ever watched sports you got a Yankees hat on
0: how <laughs> yeah, many years I mean, of that make everybody miserable being a Yankees fan they're pretty and then bad, it turned man. around and then it turned around yeah, but, they, but being a Yankees fan for a long time was a very negative experience it in the still is a, experience. Well, is a negative experience being alive's a negative experience for a lot of people I to think.
3: me I think a lot of people too and they get so because I, I, I've been looking at Twitter for you know the last three days kind of soaking it all in yeah. and I find it personally I mean I find it hilarious the 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 grandiose reaction well, yeah. on one side or the other. I find it entertaining. Oh, to sure. me, it's like one of those things where if you're this mad about the hockey team, there's probably something else going but on think there. Think about
0: it. Think about what's going through the demographics of Alberta right now, right? We've got a prolonged bad economy, right? Especially if like people who are living up north, which is a lot of Oilers fans. What is it? Like 30% of Oilers ticket holders aren't even from Edmonton. They are going through a shit period of life right now. And for a lot of people scary fucking times. one's worth a penny and everyone's fired and blah, 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 blah. And the thing that's supposed to be your happiness outlet. No one is really this mad about a Jordan Everly comment. It's just like a lightning rod for like personal opinion, right? If you are,
3: you need to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I think what pisses me off is that like. It's Joe and Jane lunchbox that pay the Oilers bills. It's not like, oh, I'm a vice president at Hewlett Packard and I'll take 12 luxury boxes for next year, please. It's like normal people making decisions for their 12-man company to get two season tickets or should they go on vacation this year? And like more than most teams, maybe you could argue like Winnipeg, the franchises traditionally rested on the back of average Edmontonians. Average Edmontonians are going through a financial crisis for the last couple of years, some of them, not all of them, right? And when you say like, oh yeah, I went to... The Oilers and I played my entire career there, and then we never won shit. And now that I left, I'm lobbing grenades back at the fan base that sat through fucking loss after loss after loss, buying jersey after jersey after jersey. It's disrespectful, right? And then the mainstream media comes out and they're like, "Bloggers are assholes and fans aren't <laughs> entitled to opinions." And who's buying the newspapers and who's watching the TV no so that you can watch papers? <laughs> they actually are. Really? Yeah, millennials want paid content again because of Trump. Not bad. And the top newspapers in the States, Washington Post. Uh, the uh, Times, I'm assuming, are up there, the too. Times, the Times, and there's a another one. They're all seeing record growth no of way. subscriptions with millennials because of this fake news cycle. There's like a flight back towards oh, and they nice. think that newspapers might come back like vinyl. Really? No. Yeah. Wow. Well, you don't know who to believe anymore.
4: That is very true. That's very right? That's the very yeah.
0: point. Yeah. But then you look at who you're supposed to believe because they have a byline in a newspaper and these people are talking more shit about fans than anybody else. I think making all the writers go online is actually kind of funny. Social media doesn't change who you are. It amplifies who you are, yep. right? And if you're like an entitled asshole who likes talking down to people or telling people how awesome you are because you get to go into the fucking locker room. When's the last time you asked a good question?
3: (laughs)
4: Yeah.
0: Certain fellow I'm talking about without naming his name because I'm a tough guy, right? Like, fuck you. You have access and you haven't asked a real question trying to get the bottom of anything ever. It's just another like, well, what'd you think of that period? That's fantastic. We have to get deep in the corners. Fuck with your access. I could write 10 quotes and just play one randomly and basically put out the same show half the
3: time. Imagine somebody who's been in those like kind of press junkets. What's it like there? Is there any kind of, I mean, thought that goes into like, all right, I'm going to ask this, or how does, how does that work? Uh, from my experience, again, I'm still like, I'm, I'm a young puppy compared to everyone in this town alone. But no, it's pretty much, you can count on three or four people to ask the questions that usually, like, Oiler fans are going to want to hear. The example I will use, Ilya Brzezgalov's first press conference in town. If you look, I have massive hair and I'm right beside Briz the entire time. I remember time. this. I remember it. And Ryan Rashog asked him, basically, how are you going to ensure this isn't a circus? Like, the last two stops you had. Basically, he asked him, what's changed this time? If the media doesn't ask that question, we get ripped. But he had to basically get the question from Briz. And right after, he kind of chuckled, Like, eh, well, he probably hates me now. Yeah, but he asked the question. If no one asked that... He would have been ripped for not asking the hard question.
0: Okay, no, note in that uh, claim bag milk, he said, we the media. Interesting, mm-hmm. earlier he wasn't part of the media, but now he's <laughs> part of
3: the media. All right, let
0: me ask you this. Do you think that the Oilers fans are well represented by Oilers
3: media? Uh, depend. Who do you consider Oilers media? Everybody who
0: earns a paycheck talking about the Oilers in some way or other. So the people who mm-hmm. have access, quote unquote, the big shots, the big guys, the guys who get in there. Are they, um, I had always been of the mind that it was like f- all fluff and whatnot, and then all of a sudden it's like they're too mean. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking the, about?
3: Yeah, that, that was to me. I agree. That was a really weird turn for me, where yeah. people would be like, "They don't ask. They don't ask anything." And then Jordan Eberle says one thing, and the, they're way too mean yeah. to these yeah. guys. Like, he's what, so what do you fluff. think it I mean, is? I've had people, and I'll keep using Rashad just because it's the one I maybe talk to the most. But I've people saying, "Why? Why does he ask like the shitty question? Like, well, he's a journalist. Like, that's what he's supposed to do." So to answer your question, is it? I don't know if it's. Fair. I'm not leaning one way or the other. I think it's maybe smacked down right in the middle. Because like what do what do other fans want from the media? Like what do you guys want from a post game wrap up? You type in whatever website, what do you want to hear from that? Why so and so only played two minutes in the third period? Why you miss that show? Like what like what do you guys want from a post game or like an off day piece? Do you want to know about someone? Do you want to know the X's and O's? It all depends on what you're looking for. I actually think that in things like post-games, because you know, yeah, I, you know, I write. you post-games. You've written
0: more post-games than anyone.
3: Yeah, time. I write a lot of post-games, and generally, I'm watching Todd's presser mm-hmm. as I'm writing. And honestly, I think, like, the post-game things, I think they do a good job. But to like be very honest, do you want guys to keep asking Peter Shirley why he traded Jordan Ebley for Ryan Strome? Like, is that the question you want asked? Or hey, you have trouble scoring on the wings? Do you regret trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson? Are those the question? Oilers fans want asked. <laughs> well, I mean, why- the, the answer is yes, but there nobody's going to ask that, yeah, right? Exactly. No, and I I don't feel the same. Like I'm not
0: contentious. I'm not like what I want. Anger in every mm-hmm. presser, and I want someone to hit one out of the park with a brilliant expose. Mm-hmm. I don't think that at all. What I do think is that. Um, and again, I don't have no beef with the MSM. I don't mm-hmm. right now we're like talking meanly about them, but I don't wake up in the morning like hating on people.
3: I actually think there's a lot of the dudes that I really enjoy. What I don't enjoy is when they talk down to Oilers fans. That's fair, and that and I don't like when people talk down to anyone. That's fair. I, I kind of did it earlier, and I apologize. Who you at, talk down to? Oh, well, like I, I could see someone saying I took a shot at bloggers. I didn't mean that. I like bloggers. Oh,
0: no, no. no. We're here to discuss yeah. uh, what's going on but and, you're, and have you're our own
3: the, fun. The uh, talking down only I may have opinions about the Oilers. Exactly, that's the
0: and that's fucking bullshit, right? It's absolute bullshit. That was one of the great fun things about starting Oilers Nation was that we don't have this sense of entitlement where it's like only we may talk like the comments are the same font size as the articles. Right. And like we were talking the other night on text messaging, like we want to make sure that the tone of the, Uh, Instagram account and the Twitter feed doesn't become too negative because at the end of the day this is what we do for fun. For a lot of people the Oilers are the thing that they feel they can armchair quarterback because they don't have the ability to armchair quarterback their own lives. That's the role sports plays in society. It's your designated distraction while the world crumbles around you, right? And if the team is leading the crumbling I think for a lot of people they don't get that like excitement and voyeurism that they were hoping for. What I would ask from the MSM in Edmonton specifically is more like Accountability Right I think If you do have access To the Oilers You have a responsibility To get more than Like the canned quotes
3: That's all you get A lot of the times though Well, Then
0: you gotta try harder
3: The players have been Trained from a long Then be
0: a reporter When's the last time Anyone in this city Did any like Large investigative Reporting piece Like we're talking about Like doing our own Forensic audit Of the team and getting somebody who has some juice. If God forbid, the thing that we need to qualify for, we don't qualify for. Then what the fuck do we talk about till the draft? Oh, that panicked text exchange that we had the other day. I'd be interested to see somebody who actually has perspective and isn't caught up in their media access pass. Maybe they're retired. They were a reporter. Come through and take a look.
3: So, and you you want someone just like an independent arbitrator, to get kind of dropped in, like no, we're in I'm a so arbiter, right? In get, like, oh yeah, but just someone who doesn't.
0: Is the Edmonton media fair to players? Let's take, let's do what we do in science and get a big knowledge set. Okay. Let's learn. Let's go back and look at, you know, articles and see, were they positive leading, were they negative leading, right? Like to me, Jordan Eberly saying the media was mean to him was laughable. Like maybe at the end, but like when you were out in front of a fucking show home with Taylor Hall and Pierre V. Svensson and it was all hope and Marin matching jerseys and I went out and bought two piggy banks the next day, you weren't getting hard questions lobbed at you.
3: I think. The timing of his comments is also interesting because in the last couple of weeks, there's a guy like Speck who blamed McDavid. We talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, blame McDavid for a loss despite the fact that he had three points. So that's just co-
0: looking for clicks,
3: right? I well, think. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. To me, it's writing a clickbait article that you know is going to get a reaction. And who
0: knows, Speck might even put the bloody um, headline headline in when he came back with "mentally weak." I thought that was kind of funny because I was like, "2008, you can say that." 2017, like, I saw people tweeting, they're like, you know, and these are nice people, These, I'm not trying to make fun of them in any way, but they're like, we need to think about players' mental health, and we need to think about the impact this is having on them, I'm like, what
3: the fuck, we do? And that, like, you mentioned just the change in nine years that's happened. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's a completely different planet. What
0: about like. my mental health having to watch this tire fire every day, right? Like, maybe we do need to take a look at ourselves as Oilers fans, right? I think the Oilers are an interesting team, because, like, you're in a fishbowl. They do, and I'm I mean, no one's listening to this, so who cares? They do much less on a per-player basis for charity than other teams. If you're in Vancouver and you're on the Canucks, you're actually assigned to charity. Really? Yeah, and you have to go to the dogs and cats getting married society or whatever the hell charity you're assigned to, right? Good people over there. Good folks. You know, they really are doing God's work. What that does for you is it allows you to integrate into the community. So if you come into Edmonton and it's a large bedroom community city where you have to drive everywhere and you aren't involved in society, like, what are you hoping to meet one of your two neighbors? Like, it's going to be really hard for you to meet people, right? Having charities, having forcing players to get out there and get into society, they start to make connections. They start to like the city more, right? So I think Edmonton's like this really weird disjointed market where like the fans are kept in cages. And we don't get to meet the players ever. So the only fans they see are like the crazy people who wait outside the arena for autographs with binder full of cards. That's the fans they see. Or people telling them off at 7-Eleven when they've gone in to get mineral water or whatever it is, right? Then you aren't really out in the community engaging with normal Edmontonians. So you're not getting that like affinity for average people. And then you've got like a media that's just in, in my mind is like, well, no matter what we write about the others, everyone's going to love it. So we're going to take it to a point. But this isn't a big enough city where there's, like, five newspapers competing for the scoop against each other, like in Montreal. So all the reporters are, like, declaring war with one another. There's, like, a very contentious arrangement I think between the media and the organization here so you've got like this weird trilateral commission where you've got the organization and the players versus the media and its fans you got the fans who you know love certain players but are starting to like not trust the government of the organization and don't trust the media like it's just a fractured fucked up situation all the way around I
3: think really is that's the way you like explain it like it it is true like it is the pl- <laughs> the players in cages. It is kind of true. It is. Like man. it really do you guys are you guys do you guys remember the Carnival of Champions? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That was one of my favorite memories as a kid. Me too. Yeah. It's man. been a long time since we've had There's a lot of stuff for season ticket holders. There's a lot of stuff for season ticket holders, but not for Mary Stykoski John- took me up to the uh press box. Now you just stop right there, the Polish prince. That's right. Oh, I box. had a whatever the pass was to go up to the press box and we were the very last group of the day and we walked up and there's Mary Stykoski coming down the stairs. He's like, "I'll show him around, no problem." He gave us popcorn. I made some swamp water.
0: Unbelievable! Wow, I think that the there's a very frayed relationship between Oilers fans
3: and the team. When did that start? The Gretzky trade? Yes. Yeah, and it's always kind of been.
0: For sure, and it's been subsequently replaced with each generation's Gretzky trade, right? So the 06 Gretzky trade was the Cup run, right? Obviously, then followed and the by the Smitty
3: trade right after that. Uh,
0: Smitty trade. Well, like even
3: before that, like I toilet. remember when Doug Waite left, that was that wasn't a trade, <laughs> or oh, it was a trade actually.
0: Yeah, he got traded,
3: but it was like just wrenching though. Like I remember being gutted by that as a, I think eleven
0: year old. Well, let's go back and look, right? We got the Oilers. You got the Oilers trading Gretzky, at the height of his career. Then we're the small market peons of the league, where David Oliver is getting nipped for a hundred grand. And that's messing with your psyche, right? And the city's actually going through very challenging times in the nineties, and we're not the gleaming shanghai of Alberta we claim to be, right? And like you gotta remember that people project their own lives onto their heroes. Right. And so the reason why like the green bays of the world are like the working class team of the lunchbox players who put on their helmets and go to work. They're the hopes and dreams of the city. Right. And you might not be able to get what you want from your foreman at the glass factory or wherever you work at. But like on Sundays. Yeah. On Sundays, when your local pack take the field, you're among them. Right. And I think that like. When you're in a small market team and all the good players leave, that messes with your head. Then you're a little bit older and you're like the ten year old kid I ran into on the subway who has no good memories of the team whatsoever beyond Yakapow sliding across the ice and his knees. You're you've got an eroding fan base, whether you realize it or not, and you've got a lot of you when know, when your hardcores are this pissed off. And the average normal people are like, what can I spend my money on? $379 for two tickets to go to a game to watch a 6-2 snoozer. And we don't even have the SO cars anymore wheeling around on the scoreboard. You're playing like Russian roulette with the franchise. I honestly think this. And I think there needs to be like a, either like a, a a reckoning of some variety. Because if the Oilers, God forbid, don't make the playoffs this year. We've been watching people on the internet be like, I'm never going to be a fan again ever. And you're like, okay, yes, you will. It can't last forever, man. Yeah. It can't last forever, and Taylor Hall and Jordan Eary being like, "Oh, P.S. Fuck you, Edmontonians." That really is.
3: But again, I think we're all in agreement. I don't think they are flipping off fans. I think they were flipping off maybe the one or two reporters they didn't like on their way. Really, up. I don't think it Taylor was. Taylor Hall said something about fans booing him. Did he? Okay, yeah. I didn't get that point. I don't, oh. but I like. I yeah, I just don't think those guys would have an issue with the fans. At least I hope not. Yeah, I think here's it, here's right. another thing too. Is yeah, the media can be hard. Yeah, this. Yeah, that. But you can also be treated like a god in this city. I've yeah. seen those guys with my own eyeballs oh, yeah. being treated like fucking kings.
0: That's actually probably worse for them in the long
3: run, I would argue. Yep. Well, Feast or are, famine, right? You're either on top of the mountain or you're at the bottom of it. Yeah. But, like, what about that part of the story, too? Yeah, maybe a little bit mean, but then how about all those you know those two hundred times where you were a <laughs>
0: god in a city? I don't think you understand how entitlement works, right? Entitlement, you're like I'm entitled to that shit, and I don't mm-hmm. want any of the bad stuff that comes with it. Yeah, right? that's fair. It's okay, just... well I'm glad that it isn't Jordan Airly and Taylor Hall thumbing their noses at Edmontonians. That was kind I of I hope not. Like well,
3: I, I might be wrong. I hope that's not. The... Okay, good.
0: Then I'm wrong. I'm they're just mad at the media.
3: I just think they were asked a question and they answered it. I yeah. think. I think both those guys, from the brief interactions I had with them, yeah. they're both like hockey fans, right? Yeah. They, they they know what's going on around the league. Sure. And, of course, they want to comment on. Like, those guys... Sure. They want to comment on the league there, like you like reading about what other blogs and other websites are doing, right? Yeah, Just try to keep up with it. Same with them following the NHL. I just oh, no think they're asking a question. I think they're they're smart individuals. I also think there's part of it too where last year the Oilers were in the playoffs, they kept asking Taylor Hall, "Hey, what do you think yeah, about exactly. the Oilers? Hey, yeah. hey, what do you think about the Oilers?" So this year, Oilers not doing so well. As if they're not going to throw a but
0: When does it end? Right? Are they going to be asking like a thirty-six year old Taylor Hall? I what He thinks not. about the Oilers.
3: I hope. Not. I remember, like, I kind of got s- similar to that. It wasn't even a player who left on bad terms, but I asked a former Edmonton Oil King who was coming. Back back to Edmonton to play in the NHL. And I said, like, is it special to come back here? He's like, the first time, but no, not anymore. It's just another city. I'm like, that's, okay, I'll never ask you a question after your first visit back again. And just, I learned a lesson. So what I mean? The guy was, like, dismissive towards you? No, he wasn't dismissive. He was just like, yeah, the first time I came back here to play was cool, but now it's just another building. <laughs> and, like, I don't, and it, it wasn't, like, a rock star name either. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. he was like, no, it's. It's just another city now. I don't. Well, work you're here. just another player, yeah. then, aren't you, <laughs> yeah. Chief? I guess we'll remember I, you in the media book ten years yeah. from now. I don't work anymore. so I, it's, I'm glad we got into this because I'm always blown away at how actually smart Wanye is. Why? What? No, did I <laughs> <do>? like, <laughs> what? Are you What happened? I, I seriously huh? am always blown away. Like, Whoa. you're just the crazy guy on Twitter who tweets in all caps, but yeah, then you're yeah, really yeah. dropping Shanghai, Tokyo. Uh, like, no, it's no. I'm always blown away at how. You bring a different perspective. You're a smart guy, Wanya. <laughs>
0: well, thank seriously. you. I don't know about that. I've been an Oilers fan since day one, and I'll continue with no, them. No, that's smart.
3: So how do you guys, like, maybe talk me off a ledge? I'm still pissed at everyone. MSM bloggers, everyone. I'm just in a salty mood. How does this ever end, I
0: guess? I'm in a salty mood, too. I, I, I was... I don't want anyone talking down to Oilers fans. Hey, At the end cool. of the day, that's the thing that, that matters to me. I, I honestly like, care more about fellow Oilers fans than I do about most of the players on the team now because I see these people wheeling up to Rogers, their little kids, with eyes full of wonder, ticket prices on fleek, and then they walk out sad and dejected without even watching the SO cars wheel around.
3: Bag Milk, any closing thoughts on this? Uh, blogging to me is fun. Yeah. I just want to have fun. Yeah, fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's taken what you needed to, like, you needed to go somewhere to do something to become a writer. Now you can just do it. Yeah, right. And we've had some good. We've had some great bloggers become great authors and journalists. So you just want to keep the you want to keep the conversation alive, right? I'm just a big Oilers fan. Yeah, I love the team. Oh yeah, I have a big old soapbox to yell my opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing it. Keep doing it. And I just want to have fun doing it. To me, arguing with some fucking asshole who's got a press pass. Who cares? Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah. But this is the thing. For me, I could give equal shit about somebody with 70,000 followers being an asshole or as a guy with 12, right? Just because you have 70,000 followers doesn't mean you get to talk to everybody like that. And you know what a guy tweeted at me? I was telling you on the way in. Mm. Some guy tweeted at me, this is all your fault, (laughs) (laughs) Wanye.
3: Really?
0: And I was like, what? It is? And then I looked and it said that he was a retired dermatologist. I was like, They're, what? That's like medical school. This guy, is it my fault? So maybe
3: when I'm pretending I'm mad at other people, I'm really mad at myself. And also, well, when you throw out the follower numbers, people like to buy followers. Let's be very clear about that. Before this whole Twitter thing shuts down, I got to get to like 2 million or something. Do you know what I mean? You know
0: what? I wrote in a note on my phone how you're kicking my ass in uh, Instagram and Twitter followers. Fuck yeah. You know what's happened.
3: No. Go you're ahead. more
0: famous than I am. Yeah.
3: It's taken. Yeah, there you go. But people can buy followers. Just so wait till I buy just, my two dollars. million one. You're legitimately famous now. I think nah. when you're over 10,000 followers, you cross the divide. One thing I noticed is when then I had an aggregate, say, like between Instagram and Twitter of about 15,000, that's when people started reaching out for stuff. Oh, okay. Where, like, you would have Restaurant X be like, hey, we want to come host a game day party? I'm like, no. For real? I, yeah. Never once. <laughs> During the playoffs last year. <laughs> Never once <laughs> have I been hit up with this a This just commercial. popped into my head, and we have one more thing before we got to close. A friend of mine... Text me. I'm actually going to read it verbatim because bagged milk has a case of mistaken identity more than anyone I've ever met. I'm going to read read this verbatim. It's because you're so famous, man. 11.2? Hold up. Is Robin Brownlee, hi, my name is Bagged Milk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Uh Hey. Tell everybody that's listening to this, everybody you know Nobody's listening on this isn't connected to anything. I am Robin Brownley. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I, a red Corvette. I think oh it's yeah. red. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. In my mind it's red. And I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Got a great lawn.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember a lot of things I'm mad about. Mm.
3: Yeah, but that that made me chuckle. No one gets mistaken for identity more than bag milk. We'll close on this. I think we just got, this was good. This was a good session.
0: Boys. I don't feel like it was. I feel like no? I said a lot of mean shit and I'm no, mad and no, I'm mad because well, my favorite hockey team is sucking and I, yeah.
3: Let's close on something good. I, as you guys mentioned, I am a part of the media. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself one of the elite, <laughs> but like he even bragged that he has a badge with his picture on it. Yeah, whoa, easy. I'm actually going to a game this week. I've oh. only gone, to, I went to one game in the stands last year and this is my first game all year what are like what's a Rogers Place game I've been to a couple Oil Kings games but what's a game day experience like a Rogers Place well, where are you sit in co- Emperor class or no, up no. with the normal people like they, us yeah, I'm in the, I, have two, I don't even know where the tickets are 2, two something. something yeah, so
0: you gotta get your pee on early yeah okay oh yeah, yeah? maybe some sort of tube is down there
3: your- a new thing I, like I haven't been to a game since actually I haven't been to one yet this year is there a thing now where you can't get through the gates before an hour before the game well, I don't
0: know the lines are way longer than they used to be
3: really because I've seen a lot on Twitter a lot of people are tweeting pictures of these just crazy lines to get in from Ford Hall but
0: they move faster so there mm-hmm. is a really long line but you're not waiting that long like mm-hmm. every game you walk up you're like what the hell
3: but are no. people figuring out that oh maybe I shouldn't bring my hunting knife to Roger's place
0: that's the irony of those metal detectors is all they do, sort of do is like you pull your Amram missile battery out of your pocket and they're like oh that's a good one go on your way like I don't know that they actually stop anybody from doing anything I always love that they're looking
3: through things with drumsticks too oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. and like a good like a nice 5A like you're yeah. not a what? Body. Oh what? Oh, you play the drums? I took band. I'm I'm a musician. You good know? start. What? Hang on. Why are you not telling us these things? Because I'm humble. Good for you. I like that Kendrick Lamar yeah, song exactly. DNA. Yeah, Lamar. a nice five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like poking it. Yeah, like a nice thick like concert style drum. So five A is like the flex. Oh no, the... it's like it's like a it's a good standard one. Correct. Wow. Like that's like that's like an average. It's like a good. Uh, 0.5 mechanical pencil. You're a renaissance man, Mash. We're going to jam one day, Mash. Yes. I'm teaching myself how to play piano. Yes. Are you really? Yeah. A nation I kind of gave up uh, watching a lot of TV. What? Felt it to be a waste of time. Why? Because I, like, you know what? I would watch a show, uh-huh. like, I'd, be, I'd power through three, four episodes of Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. feel great about myself. Of course. Live tweet the whole thing. Of course. Lose, like, 50 followers. Yeah. Laugh about it. Loved it. And then I'm thinking, like, my I can probably do something better. I also something better with four hours, probably.
0: Maybe. No one's ever said anything good to themselves in that tone of voice. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't wear my neighbor's underwear around in the morning and make sure it's back on her line when she gets back from work. Roll
3: back in HQ on Monday. They're like, oh, what'd you do on the weekend? And I sit there, ba- sit back, thinking to myself, I was like, man, I crushed season two of that. That was good. Played Street Fighter Two Turbo on my NES Classic for about six hours. That was all right. Unbelievable. You know, yeah, we, so I kind of quit all that. Tell you what, our band will headline the First Nation Music Festival. Mm, How about fuck that? Yeah. You, You're going to Iceland, bringing all these great a- acts. I could. Guys. I'll tell you what. So the the nation, uh, nation stock. Are we doing a ten year party?
0: Yes. What is the situation with that? I think it's going to be in February. That makes sense. Well so into our 10th year. It's
3: also my then birthday then. in February, well, boys. Valentine's Day is your birthday? No, happy Valentine's birthday. Two weeks after that. Oh. By the way, I loved you telling Chris happy birthday, like every chance you got on yeah, every social platform. For anybody
0: who missed that, which is probably everybody, but then no one's listening to the show, so yeah. that's a paradox. Chris, the intern, clever fellow, mm. puts a photo up of his fiance and himself Yes, and cuts her in half a Ryan Reynolds. That's right. And says, happy birthday to my beautiful fiance. And I said that to myself, you're not Ryan Reynolds. You can't, <laughs> you can't take this joke and make it your own. So I misinterpreted it purposefully, as I like to do, that it was his birthday. Ah, yes. And then I told everyone to wish him happy birthday. And then I went on to the photo and said, that's crazy that you and your fiance have a birthday in the same day. HBD. And then the little party emoji. This is what happens when the others are in the toilet again. This is what we have to talk about.
3: We have to get weird. Like the sacrifice for 500 now everybody at HQ, more or less, yeah, upstairs. What's, Chris, what's Chris's chicken hat? So, what's every it? time the Oilers lose, I bought Chris a turkey hat that's probably two feet tall. Sure, sure. And the day after a loss- That wasn't has,
0: expensed, was it?
3: Nah, <laughs> no, Perfect. I hand. tried to slide that one across the Giant desk and- Giant chicken head <laughs>
0: cost 4000 What?
3: Continue. So, every time he has to wear it, day after a loss. Wow. And we added a caveat that at any point during the day, we can call him on it that he's wearing it. So, he has to send a selfie. Mm. What about Coombe? What about my boy Coombe? Coom? He has to drive in a bus lane on his way home from work every night. No. That's right. <laughs> yes. Court date, massive tickets. No, he's going to uh, start carrying a baby around, like a plastic baby. Uh, Cam is like a little brick. There's often babies crying. Often. And it rattles him. Like It's like one of those sounds. that's so interesting.
0: Of, oh. He's a throwback from another
4: era. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: So now I decided that he should carry a plastic baby around all day. Like swaddled? Yeah, like I want to get him one of those jumper things on the, on the that he can wear the baby on And this body. is like
4: a
0: silent protest to how many kids are at Little Brick Plus we're mad the others aren't playing better?
3: Oh, I, I didn't say there was any sense to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not eating beets because I love the, the, the vitamin C. So you climb the ladder. Yep, you're in charge, are you? You
0: know it. What'd you do? Made people wear fake babies and Bjorns? You're drunk <laughs> with power. That's what put you in the MSM.
3: Hey, we all have our road that we travel down, you know? Take that, MSM. You're not buying babies for people. Should we close on one last final thing? Should we talk about
0: how uh, Jake DeBresque is the man we all need in our lives? He was adorable. And he was so cute and nice. And Mm -hmm. he talked about how he wanted to be his dad, whom is Louis DeBresque. A.K.A. Louis DeBresque, who cried when he scored. And, and just, is a beauty. Louis the is whole great. situation. Big fan of the show, friend of the show, as we say. Talk to him. Looked him right in the eye. Very exciting. Louis is a good man. Very Well, this is nothing new. You meet celebrities every day. To no, me, no. it was very exciting. Um, <laughs> I love Jake DeBresque. He is just a nice little fella. Well spoken. Still lists himself as a Bruins prospect in his bios. That's kind humble of like that.
3: I had a chance actually, and one another job I do. I was working on a TV show, so I got to play or got to watch. Uh, I'm not okay. in the media, but here I am on radio. For so me and TV. Spielberg, <laughs> are flying in a solid gold hot air balloon. Um, I got I had a chance to spend time with Louie and Jake on a golf course, and you can see how like Jake. I just get the vibe that he just doesn't want to let anyone down. Like, he just wants to make oh, yeah. his dad proud. I'm like, I just wanted to give him a hug there. Amazing. Like it was a really cool dynamic to see the
0: two. And that, you know, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, like, what do you expect from the media? What do you expect from players? Just glimpses of humanity. Yeah. Right? Seeing uh, Jake talk about how he wanted to be like his dad when he was little, that's nice. Yeah. It's not
3: canned, boring nonsense. And well, blah, you know, blah, blah. at the end of the day, we gave 110% and buried, like, those things. Yeah. Like just like get the, deep.
0: Yeah, like, why you need access to the dressing room to hear the same five quotes is beyond me. But occasionally, was it the fourth wall? Is that the term? You're in the yep. media. What do you say? Fourth saying? wall. Like, break in the fourth wall. They break the fourth wall. They look us in the eye as human beings at home and talk to us. Oh,
3: that's the best. That's one thing that I love about where, maybe say the NFL as opposed to the NHL. Mm-hmm. I lo- uh, when athletes show their personality. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. They, they, they sure do. We'll close on my Simpsons hack earlier this year. Oh, season. yeah, that's right. How does mm-hmm. this close out? So Aerosmith was- They're in the bar and Atmos. most said, come on, stage, Like, we don't want to play. Like, come on, I'll give you- ya- blank. Any guesses? I'm going to get like, was it something to do with the jar of pickled eggs? Holy, I think it was deviled eggs. But yes, Uh, it was deviled or pickled eggs. I'm amazed how
0: smart you are because normally you're the guy on Twitter tweeting with dash BM.
3: You're Mm. actually very intelligent. Sometimes I know things. Yeah, well done. It's not often. This was a fun podcast. This is a good one. French vanilla, delicious. Yeah, you guys are all very smart. I'm the the dumbest person.
0: That's not even true. You're the only one in the media. See you next week.
4: Absolutely.